Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And a very good morning to you. Welcome. It's Monday the 26th of February. Heels. Our open line is 13 13 55. Our text line is 0467 736 736. Pedro's already been indulging this morning, not happy with the Titans. We'll go through all of that. But uh, how are you? How was the weekend? Very good, mate. Thank you very much. You started on Friday down the Gold Coast at a charity luncheon after the, our show, and it was great. Back to Brisbane. Mm-hmm. How much sport is on? Right, the transition of seasons is over, isn't it? Well, I had a busy weekend, as you know. I headed up to Bundy. On yeah. uh, there was a that was eventful, but we got there eventually uh, for the Bulls Masters dinner with uh, Rupert McCall and Greg Chappell and our favourite comedian Darren Carr. We had fun up there, raised plenty of money for Bundy Cricket. They're doing beautifully. Um, a long campaign that one, isn't it, for the Bulls Masters boys? You were a fleeting visitor in and out. Uh, and what day was that? Thursday. Mm. I was Thursday in and out. Um, and Friday they did coaching and uh, hospital visits mm-hmm. and Yeah, they dinner, do a great job. Then dinner. So they are a bit weary even by then. Mm-hmm. And then the next day is pre-match coaching and... Game day. Game night. Yep. On, uh, how'd on we go? Saturday night. I wonder. I haven't heard. I haven't no, heard. I haven't checked up on it either. We were... Three two up, over the five years we've been going to that mm. one, and we wanted to be four two, but we'll see. Hey, lots on the show today. We're brought to you by Burbank Homes. They are the builders you can trust. You can bank on Burbank Homes and Hyundai, the all new Hyundai Kona N line. As I said, our SunCorp Home Resilience line. We'd love to hear from you this morning over the next three hours. Thirteen thirteen fifty five, or you can text us oh four six seven seven three six seven three six. We should get into these trial matches. And uh, as I said, Pedro's been on the line very, very early, pre-show. Titans showed next to nothing v Parramatta. No creativity from the halves. Look rudderless without Kieran Foran. Another long season looms. Got to say, I agree. I actually watched most of this, Pedro, yesterday. And, uh, yeah, the Eels were pretty much dominant. Moses and Brown and the halves, they were really good. The, those two big forwards, Junior Barlow, Regan Campbell-Gillard and mm, Bryce Cartwright. That, what about Sean Lane? Was he any good? He was outstanding, oh, yeah. God. You nearly yeah. didn't mention him. I know. There were so many so many good facets of a of a 26-16 win for the Eels that, uh, yeah, there were, there were a lot of uh, features that uh, Coach would be pretty happy with, uh, whereas Desi... Yeah, I don't think he'd be delighted with what he saw yesterday. Right. I know they've got a few to come in, and particularly they've got to get four and back to uh, to run those halves. And and then you you know you can't get your halves. Uh, you get your halves going, then you can get something out of your fullback. Yeah. Keanu Kinney, no impact. Ah, uh, step up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, whereas he ran rampant in host plus, 
Uh, they were they were in his face a lot. He didn't get a whole heap of space. He ran for decent meters, okay. ran hundred plus meters, but and was and was safe and and looked okay. But it's a step up. Um, we're going to have Scotty Sattler join us on a little later on. SEN's rugby league expert to have a chat all things trials and of course now we get fair income. We roll into Vegas at the, at the weekend. The the teams that are based in Australia have got these ten or eleven days off before they start their campaigns. But uh, the trial stuff is pretty much done. Just going through the main results. Cows thirty six over the Raiders. Uh, they really didn't come alive until the second half. Five second half tries. But the the big news out of there is Cohen Hess with a knee. Uh, they don't know how serious, but it looks like it's a long term injury. They're just hoping mm. it's not ACL. Um, but there was a silver lining. A 25-year-old by the name of Thomas McCarley. He's a journeyman. Uh, he's on a development-type contract. Uh, played NRL and Super League. He's a Kibra Park product. But he's back at the cows. He was sensational in the second half yesterday. Drink water good. Um, set up tries. Felt three. He crossed for three. So the Cowboys got it done in the second half. And, uh, you know, coaching panel there would be, would be okay. Baby Bronx. Massive surprise. Uh, who did they beat? They beat Canberra. Yeah, they beat the Raiders they, down in Queenbeard. Nothing much to talk about there. Oh, they the had Raiders. Yeah, they had a few decent, you know, they, moments. They, yeah, uh, but no, I thought the Cowboys were good in the second half. Bronx forty over the Seagulls. So these are the baby Bronx and the baby Seagulls. Mm. But what it's done, the forty to fourteen win, gives them a hundred k cash. So they won the preseason trial money. Mm. Yeah, so mm. they got the money. Yeah. Canberra had to win with a couple of bonus points yesterday. Couldn't happen. Uh, Warriors 34 over the Dolphins. Two of us are shit good. But as we all know now, Heels, it looks like, it looks like that uh, our... Tommy. Yeah, Tommy Gilbert. Oh, boy. Uh, you just feel so sad for him. You really do. Uh, it was, I don't know whether you saw the news last night, but him ri- arriving back uh, in a wheelchair with the knee heavily strapped. It was, mm. uh, it was distressing, to tell you the truth. It, it really was. So... We've got our fingers crossed, but they know. As you, you know, you've been in sports so long, they they know when it's an ACL. Well, it's a non-contact. Um, yeah, no one, no, no one laid a, no one laid a hand on you. He was just yeah. making a couple of rapid. See the size of his thighs. Stones. Yeah, he's, he's had a big year in the gym already, and then he's going to have to have another one. So yeah, someone's got to be with him, uh, just teaching him patience. I'm sure because he's still young enough, still young enough to have a good footy career. Yeah, and he's getting well paid this year while he's injured. So hang in there, Tom. Yeah, it's just shocking news. I'd love to know what you think, Dolphins fans, because we, he had the shoulder surgery last year that kept him out for so long, and we were all just licking our lips at, at what he could offer this year, not only for the Dolphins, but for the origin. I mean, he's just such an abrasive forward. He's such a good forward. He's such a hard-working forward. And uh, we'll have Scotty Sattler on talking about that a little later on. Hey, you know mm-hmm. who else we've got on? Toowoomba's own Will Brown. Yeah. Fired up yesterday. Good hey, stuff. he was having fun yesterday. Yeah. Those Red Bulls are going to be hard. Impo- Maybe impossible to beat. Shane uh, Van Gisbergen, he's uh, finished third in Atlanta, so he's on the podium early up in his NASCAR life, which was uh, fantastic <laughs> for him. But Will Brown with a second on the Saturday behind his teammate Brock Feeney and then a win yesterday over Chaz Mostert puts him on top of the standings and uh, he is literally flying. So, I mean, you come in with a bit of pressure, don't you, when you take the seat of a guy called Shane Van Gisbergen? Well, he's even... He's even said just the garage full stop has got so much experience and knowledge of what you've got to do mm. that now any mistake you make as a driver, 
you've got to be very accountable for. He's he's found that extra step up in quality in that garage. Yep, yeah, he's he'd be loving it under Wind Cup. Uh, with you know, with totally Jamie, is. Jamie and Brock Feeney, have you ever heard the? Have we ever used the word um, the headline Brocket Man? No, we haven't. It's in the paper this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> what a beauty. He, he was like a kid in a candy shop yes, yesterday on the coverage, the supercars coverage. He was like, mm. I got out of bed on the right side and I'm, my car is fantastic. I made a mistake yesterday, but just hope I can get it going today. And he did. Mm. Hey, uh, Titans are a subject of our text this morning. Titans appear to be showing signs of a long and tough pre-season. They looked very lethargic early. I hope you're right, Oscar. I hope I hope that is the only reason that they looked a, a little bit off mm. the pace yesterday because, quite frankly, scored a couple of tries later. The yields were all over them like a cheap suit. Righto. Yeah. Um, uh, good morning, Oscar. Uh, uh, what was I going to say about um, oh, one of the great ideas, I think, and, and great planning by the Cowboys is to train in southern New South Wales after their game against Canberra. Yeah, they're going to uh, Kiama. That, that'll... It's a great idea because just to try to avoid as much heat as they've had, mm. um, I think that's very, very good planning. Mitchell Moses spoke for the Eels yesterday. I said he was outstanding with Brown. That that combination is going to be lethal if they stand up right the way through the through the season. So, Mitch Moses, he he was he was happy with the effort from the Eels yesterday. Um, we're a bit rusty, I think, um, early, and um, I think we what we wanted to get out of it was a lot of effort stuff and. I feel like we did that and we got uh, what we needed out of the trial and um, get a little bit of the rust out going in around one. Yeah, they tried desperately, he was saying, not to treat it like a trial. Yeah, it, uh, it went set for set there for a while and uh, I think both teams there, legs were feeling a bit heavy on this track, and, um, but it was good. It's, it's just what you need before going in around one and uh, we definitely got what we needed out of it. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. Whereas the Titans, I think they go back to... Uh, they go back to Thinking about how this season's going yeah. to unfold for We've got to convert training into play. Mm. Um, first thing you say, have you finished those, tra- um, the, uh, yeah, those uh, NRL type trials? Because the World Club Challenge was good, eh? Yeah, yeah I've only <laughs> seen the highlights. I've seen the contentious uh, yeah, results. Was, look, to be was, fair, Cleary's saying, you know, we're not going to blame those incidents with the what what appeared to be a double movement, and then the late try being denied. He, he's not blaming. He, he just gave full credit to Wigan. Yeah, but they take up the whole second half yeah. in their in their own um, you know half. So that that was a great performance by Wigan. It's steeped in tradition, the World Club Challenge in their club and their mm. community. So it's great that they did get up over the line. It went down to the last play. It was very exciting and it was a great game to watch. Um, the Penrith winger was over. It was over the line. There's a big pile on, and it turned out no try, and the game was over, and the World Club challenged to Wigan. But yeah, there was a one-on-one strip, which would have meant a lot, uh, they reckon, and two tries that Wigan scored, or two tries that were close and reviewed, but the referee gave one uh, no try and one try, inconsistent decisions to make before he sent it up to the bunker which changed a lot of things. So that's what they're blowing up about. Yeah, so Wigan's Jai Field made a couple of very good tackles on Tail and May, including that <laughs> last one. And they're comparing uh, his earlier tackle uh, uh, to the Sats tackle from the 2003 uh, grand final for, for the Panthers. So we'll have a chat to Sats a little later on. But it's He's Wigan's fast. Fifth. He's faster than Sats. Yeah. God, he was jinky. Well, it's Wigan's fifth World Cup challenge. That equals the Roosters' record. 
for the Panthers. Fair income. Uh, you know, I know they've won three premierships here, but they've got this WCC jinx. They've lost four now, including two in a row. So, you know, they just can't get it over the line. But to be fair, you know, there was the outrage, as I said, about, oh, the contentious decisions. But Cleary basically said, look, you know, we, uh, we made a rod for our own back. Mm. Yesterday. It must have been a touch off, but yeah, mm. they clear mistakes by the referee. Hey, can I give a rap to the Reds too? Decent oh. crowd. And as I said, this rugby crowd will start to follow if they keep winning. So they got nearly 15,000, which was as good as they got last year. 40 points to 22 over the old foe, over the Waratahs. Waratahs, six tries. And Les Coe, Les Kiss, uh, the brand new coach, he was reasonably happy. Uh, yeah, it is, but it's only one win. Um... You know, the boys certainly made uh, the heart flutter a few times in the coaching box, I can tell you. But, uh, you know, despite the conditions, I thought both teams played some pretty good footy at times. And, uh, you know, I, I think people were pretty pleased. It was, it was, it was physical. Uh, we had to earn everything, that's for sure. But uh, a few moments in the games and I was wondering, oh, what's happening here? But, uh, <laughs> but, but the boys stuck strong. They stayed confident, backed their, backed their play, and I was happy with that. Yeah, well, those moments that he was wondering about when they didn't take shots at penalty... And uh, it was a little bit like Alfie with the Bronx, just yeah. having, having a crack for the try. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But as, and as we know, uh, in that audience was uh, the great man, Michael Liner, who came out to watch uh, his son, Tom. And Les, Les Kiss spoke about his fly half. Well, I thought he had a superb game. Uh, some of the kicks that he put out really put, uh, took the pressure off us. Uh, you know, he was handy around the pitch. He has that turn of pace. And uh, he had the experience from last year. And... You know, Harry comes on his first touch, he kicks three points as well, so or two points from the sideline. So it's a nice blend to have. You know, Lawson played today and, and showed his wares. It's nice to have those options. And Tom, I just felt, was ready. You know, he, his kicking in general play in our training sessions was fantastic. Uh, he's fit, he's physical. I, I just thought he was the right pick, and, um, well, he did a good job today. Yeah, ramps up next weekend, Sunday afternoon against ramps the up. Hurricane. Mate, that was Queensland, New South Wales. That was ramped. Well, now, did, you, did you play tunnel ball at school? Oh, no. Didn't you play ball games? We played ball tunnel games. Tunnel ball, leader ball. Oh, we might have played a bit of tunnel oh, ball. Oh, you would have Where's this to? question come from? What did you, Harry Wilson? The the scrum wheeled <laughs> towards the sideline. Tunnel yeah. ball threw his legs to Tate McDermott, who scores. It was unbelievable. <laughs> it was brilliant. And, I, uh, I saw straight into shot, his yeah. Straight into his chest. Uh, so that was good. And Max Jorgensen, like rugby union, please, that'll do me. Like, you know, the yellow cards you get for attempted intercepts. Mm. Max Jorgensen has just hit Jordan Pattaya, his left arm, from behind. So he's got his head on this side. The ball is on that side. <laughs> he just hits his arm and he knocks it forward. And there's a penalty try on. Mm. And he gets sent off as well. Like, that is way too harsh. That is a stupid rule, rugby. Like... He, there's no way Max Jorgensen could have known where the ball was. He took a punt. It was almost in the hand of Pattaya, mm. and he hit him. He okay. saw it. It started to touch him at that point. Oh. That's a penalty try, but no send-off. Come on. On Patton Heels for Breakfast, it's time for the Racing Queensland update. Racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. Yeah, lots happening, a little bit to unpick from Saturday as well, but Chris uh, Nelson and I were just discussing uh, J-Mac yesterday on Romantic Warrior. It, it's one of the best rides I've seen. Barrier 11 in a big, big group one with some superstars in Hong Kong. He had it on the fence sitting third. 
after about two or three hundred metres. It was it was a brilliant ride. It was. Good morning, Paddy. Good morning, Heels. Uh, it was, and and then we had the storing, the stirring duel down the straight with uh, with Romantic Warrior and Voyage Bubble, and it was just uh, exciting racing, wasn't it? Yeah. You had uh, Jay Mack, and I think it was I think it was Huey. Bo- oh no, it was Zach no, Burton Zach on the Burton. other one. Yeah. So what a duel that was. Yeah. yeah, how good was that? So, yeah, that was fantastic to watch. It sure was better than better than anything that happened on Saturday, from my point of view. I can tell you guys, yeah. I don't think any, I don't think I know anybody that had a winner. Oh, I think oh, Betty might have had wait. one or two. We've uh, we've had a little uh, kick and a punch. We were at uh, a birthday party at the Gold Coast Turf Club after I got out of Bundaberg quickly yes. and headed straight down the M1, and uh, we had a fun afternoon. We we really did. We found winners well, just about everywhere. Did you pick well, the blue diamond? I'm, I'm glad someone did. No, Jamie uh, Carr. Hey, oh. Asugi from Barrier 11 too. Yeah. No, I wasn't on Jamie. Uh, yeah, I watched money... Mr. Brightside go around. It's just too good. Yeah, had the money spent with uh, Lady of Camelot there, but mm. uh, there's Jamie down the outside, and that just basically capped it all off. So there you go, guys. <laughs> well, I tell you what, though, there was some... Impressive performances at uh, at Doombin. Yeah, uh, that first starter of David Van Dyke's mm. was uh, was very very impressive. All inclusive, who won one of the heats of the uh, or the preludes of the Jewel. Super impressive. All mm. inclusive. So uh, slipper next. <laughs> probably probably not. You mean for all inclusive? Yeah. Well, well. Why are they talking that? I might, I must have missed that, but I, I don't think I'd be going there with some of those. Waterhouse bot horses would be pretty good to measure up with those. Yeah, he's saying that like the Group Two Todman at Randwick would hopefully pair nicely, and then maybe the Slipper if uh, if if they can oh. keep going. Oh well, why not? If you've got the horse there, why not give it a crack? I mean, I didn't uh, I didn't know they were heading that way. I thought they'd go to the uh, the Jewel Final in two weeks' time, but obviously they're going to go a bit a uh, bit higher than that uh, and see how they go. We saw a couple of those Waterhouse bot runners on Saturday. Um, Quinella, the race, of course, espionage and straight charge, straight charge winning. Very, very impressive. And we get to see Storm Boy in the skyline this week, guys. Righto. That's good. Um, I, I read that Mr Brightside was put under a lot of pressure. In the race? Yeah. Didn't something get out ahead of him by oh. fairway? Yeah, Buffalo River got out with a big lead, which he does. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Brightside had to get on his bike and chase him down, which he did. I think he always had him covered, though, heels. And okay. Pericles ran on really well for second. So, yeah, onward and upward. He just keeps winning races, Mr. Brightside. I would thought if he was going to be vulnerable, staying at the same trip second up might have been it, but he certainly wasn't on Saturday. Mm. No, you're dead right. I mean, it was, it was another confident ride by Williams, wasn't it? Um, hey, just uh, very quickly, what's coming up for the week? Well, we've got a meeting today at Fangool, which I believe is still going ahead. There was going to be a track inspection this morning uh, due to some rain on Saturday, but uh, no update as yet, so I'm hoping it's still on. Uh, tomorrow we go to Townsville, Wednesday to Doombin, Thursday to Ipswich, Friday. Uh, we race at Cairns during the day and the sunny coast at night. Now, note these two next sunny coast meetings, Friday night and Sunday, have been transferred to the poly track. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did have the meeting uh, abandoned after two races yesterday, it's just been so wet. That poor track has not had a chance to recover. So next two meetings will be on the poly track at the sunny coast. Uh, Saturday, Eagle Farm, Aquas Gold Coast poly track, and the Dolby Newmarket on uh, Saturday too, guys. <laughs> All right, we've got a yeah. huge, uh, we've got a huge week, um, mate. Thank you. We'll uh, we'll chat during the week. Uh, appreciate your time uh, for Racing Queensland. Chris Nelson joining us. Thanks, Chris.
Now on Breakfast with Pat and Heels, Heels gets his gloves off. Yes, well, I read a little snippet in the Courier Mail, I think yesterday, uh, Patty, on, on the AFL and the potential or the upcoming class action lawsuits. Um, and it will combine maybe with some discussions you have tomorrow on, you might hear a bit more about this tomorrow even when you're down at your dementia uh, conference in Canberra. But the AFL will argue that the clubs as the employers and the players themselves are responsible for a spate of concussions in the sport. They know and accept the risks inherent in contact sport is the claim of the AFL. Where will medical knowledge and acceptance fit in here? I.e., when did our doctors know more about concussion? And why hasn't that come out earlier if they knew uh, a lot more about it than they do now? Each club and probably the league have an independent medical expert or two who have only recently begun to act more conservatively or appropriately on concussion. Did players, clubs and the sport know that concussion was brain damage or contributing to brain conditions uh, in the players' minds, in the players' head. I didn't. As a kid, did you? No. No. We thought it was a headache and move on. So when did that become knowledge? When was this knowledge available? What have been the directives and actions of the AFL and the clubs on concussion issues? To me, the starting argument by the AFL is front foot and inflammatory. When a more conciliatory strategy was necessary in my mind. We've got to share this together. But no, there's some pushing of responsibility right from the word go. Watch this one blow up and cause terrible harm to the sport. It's a breakfast with Pat and Heels on this Monday morning. We're brought to you by Burbank Homes. The builders you can trust. You can bank on Burbank Homes and Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Kona N-Line is available and it's a beauty. 13 13 55 is that Suncorp Home Resilience open line or you can text us 0467 736 736. As you well know, chaos on the M1 with the big crash at Underwood earlier this morning and the traffic was back past Yatla. Delighted that he's nowhere near the M1 this morning is SEN's rugby league expert, Scotty Sattler. Sats, good morning to you. Hey, Paddy. Hey, Heels. How are you, guys? Good, mate. Good. We're about to get into the real stuff now, aren't we? What have you made of these oh, final right. trials at the weekend? Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind watching the trials. Um, you, you get what you get when you're watching the the regular NRL players, don't you guys? You know what you're going to get. Like Mitchell Moses yesterday was really good for Parramatta, and um, you know those four teams are over in Vegas at the moment. Their sort of their depth is being tested to see what sort of depth they've got, and that's probably why I like watching the trials because. Once upon a time, guys, remember turning up to the rugby league, you'd watch under-21s, you'd watch second grade, you'd watch first grade. You got you got to watch a kid that was in the under-21s and you felt like you were part of their journey. You'd go through their 21s career and all of a sudden they'd be playing second grade as maybe a 20-year-old and then all of a sudden they make their first grade debut and as a fan sitting on the hill all day from sort of like 11.30, you'd feel like you were part of their career. We don't get yeah. a chance to do that anymore. So... I love the trials in the sense that you get to look at the club's depth and see what sort of players they've got coming through. Any oh. nice surprises? Um, what with, well, yeah, with throughout the with trials, young, with, with, yeah, yeah, with young players, I thought um, I thought the Broncos have shown they've got really good depth. 
Yes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge Blake Moser fan, the, the number nine from Brisbane. He needs to show me more at the moment out of dummy half. But, um, but in saying that, you know, they've got really good forwards. Um, they've got some really good depth there, hence why they were able to go through and, and win that pre-season challenge for anyone that, you know, any club that takes it really seriously. Um, I thought the Gold Coast defensively were, were really poor yesterday. I thought they got manhandled, which is interesting, coming from a Desi Hasler coach side. Uh, the Cowboys look like they've got still got a fair bit left in them, but I think they've got really good pro- uh, showing signs of, of real promise. And and the Dolphins, well, we're, you know, we're waking up and sitting on waiting for that that scan from Tommy Gilbert to see whether whether it is another season-ending injury. So, um, but all in all, I thought the Broncos looked really good with their depth. Yeah, that's right. I mean, they. I know that all their guns are in California at the moment. They're forty to fourteen over the Sea Eagles. And what happens to the 100K, Sats? Do you give it to the kids? Because they won the pre-season challenge. No, 100. no, you're not allowed to because it comes under the salary cap. Oh, no. It's, it's, well, it's part of a benefit. So what it does, it goes on the bottom line. But for the Brisbane Broncos, it basically pays for a lot of their expenses. I know the NRL pays for everything to go to uh, to Vegas, Vegas, but they pay for certain amount of players, certain amount of staff. Anyone extra you want to take, well, that comes out of your bottom line. Well, that just, that just pays for all that extra they've had to put into the Vegas trip. Good on them. Well, they'd have to be an end-of-season trip yeah. uh, contribution, I'm sure. <laughs> well, Maybe. again, Hills, that is a that's a benefit. Comes under the salary cap. Right. Eh? Oh, <laughs> shocking. What about There's the What about There's the dinner they went to uh, just before the wrestle? Is that is that in the cap? <laughs> no, no, because the players organised that. But if there would have been any uh, expenses after due to injuries and the club paid for it, that's an expense. Yeah, so. Right. <laughs> hey, just quickly, we're hearing, you know, certainly Tom Gilbert, it looks awful. The, the, the sight of him coming yep. through the airport yesterday in the wheelchair was just, it was upsetting to tell you the truth for a, a league fan. And then now talk, you know, we're waiting on scans on Cohen Hess uh, because they're saying mm-hmm. his knee injury is serious. I mean, whether it's 12 weeks or 12 months, we don't know with him just yet. But two of our key forwards in Queensland, uh, both suffering serious knee injuries before they've kicked a ball in anger. Yeah, I know. It's when you look at it from an origin point of view, it's it's a little bit heartbreaking. But I've got to say, I'm I'm really buoyed by what's going on with the Queensland forwards at the moment. I mean, you've got the continued growth of Jeremiah Nene. Yep. Um, again, he looked really dangerous yesterday. And then you've got yeah, Brendan Piakura, who was an Australian schoolboy, who's in the same team as Reese Walsh and Hamaso Tabuafido in that Australian schoolboy side. Um, and anyone who's ever watched him coming through, you know that he was always going to be something special. Uh, he's shown in that first trial that he was that he was really really good. He's now going to take part in that that round round zero in Vegas. But I think he's a player that um, if he's officially made himself available for Queensland, I think the depth is really good. I think I think he's a kid that could play Origin like a little bit like a Nano did in his first year this year or next year. So um, yeah, the depth isn't too bad. But the Tommy Gilbert one is yeah that's that's hard to watch, especially on the back of what happened last year with his shoulder. Mm. Uh, righto, mate. What about the robbery? The Great Wigan robbery. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it, when you um, when you research a referee where he's born, raised, and lives in the Main Street Wigan. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you think when you're allocating a referee, uh, see, this is how rugby league continues to dig a hole for itself. You know, you you, you, you get an official for one of the biggest games of the to start the season off. Probably best you don't pick a guy that lives in the main street of Wigan. Um, <laughs> uh, but in saying that, I, I was surprised. I was very surprised at the outcome. I thought that the Panthers probably would have won 
comprehensively. Yeah. Um, first game for, for pretty much all of them, so they're always going to be pretty rusty. The UK players have had two or three trials and also one round also, so they're going to be a little bit more fluent. Um, yeah, but surprised the way they played Penrith. They sort of they allowed the Wigan Warriors to really you know readjust with the way they played without getting too technical. But mate, you've got to say Wigan defended really diligently. They mm. were good, but um, Penrith didn't try a lot at them to be honest. But two of their tries, the Cruz leaning try, there was a forward there's a blatant forward pass in that try from Australian Adam Kieran onto Adam Miski, and then the ball came back into Cruz leaning, and then the Waldell try. I don't. I can't understand how the on-field referee went up. I think it's a try when he was actually standing behind yeah. the try line and had to make his way round. Um, I still think, and again in the NRL, I still think there's a place in our game where the referee doesn't have any idea and says, "You know what, bunker? I've got no idea. This is why I need your help to tell me whether yeah. it's a try or no try." Um, and we saw that with the Wardell try. It was, um, you know, it was he fell well short. And then he advanced the ball even further forward after it's, after the the player had sort of pretty much ceased the tackle and eventually given a try because they can't overrule it in the bunker from what the what the on field referee was not enough evidence. So, mm. but in saying that as well, I think you know Penrith should have won that comfortably yesterday, but but they didn't because you know the the conditions and the and the UK players yeah. are a little bit more you know adhesive to the you know to the conditions. Yeah, what a finish though! And then the referee decides oh, I'll go up this time. And they can't. They didn't have any decisive evidence to say the ball was anywhere. They couldn't even see the ball in amongst it all. But great finish, yeah. great spectacle. Eh? It was fun. It, it is. You know, it's it's um. You know, the, the Roosters. It shows how hard it is to go over and, and play a game of that magnitude yeah. over there because you know the Panthers have basically last three years of just continued just to raise the bar for every other club. And I don't know whether there's any other clubs that have improved enough to sort of. Yeah, they got beaten by St Helens last year in atrocious, atrocious conditions and with a field goal, and they go on and win the competition, and um, and they keep raising the bar. And uh, but to go there, yeah, the Roosters have won this five times. I mean, it's 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 a tough thing to go over and win, but I was reading yesterday the Roosters have won it five times. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing achievement. And then you see this this dominant team like Panthers who really struggled in those conditions yesterday. Yeah, so we can equal that now. That was their fifth World Club Challenge as well. Hey, I wanted mm. to get your take on uh, on the Titans. Um, as you said, you're a little disappointed. Eels 26 over the Titans 16. Probably that scoreline's a little bit flattering to the Gold Coasters. Uh, Moses and Brown were outstanding, as opposed to Tanner Boyd and Tom Weaver. Mm, I know Kieran Foran's got to come back. Um, the big man Ballow and Campbell Gillard, Bryce Cartwright, all, all the, the Eels forwards had a, had a day out. Uh, what does Desi do before round one? Uh, what's his mindset after that performance? Well, I think he'd be really disappointed from a physicality. As you just said, I just thought the real big men of of Parramatta, they just manhandled the, the Gold Coast Titans. You know, admittedly, there's, they've got some players to come back, some really important players to come back. You know, Dave Fafita being one of those guys, but um, both for more is his first game back after 12 months as well, which is great to see. But the real big man, physicality-wise, that's what Desi would be, I suppose, you know, ramming home this week would be, you know, it's not about what we can do with the ball. You know, we can worry about what we do with the ball later on as we as the season unfolds. But defensively, you know, we can't be manhandled and ragged all the way that that the way that. Mm that happened in that trial in Ipswich because 
I was sitting back and seeing the amount of, in the first 15 minutes, just the, uh, the amount of offloads that Parramatta were mm. getting, when your contact should be at its, at its um, you know, your speed of the line should be really good, your enthusiasm should be great, there should be great intensity in your defence. But Parramatta were getting these offloads, these second phase plays, it kills any team. And um, yeah, so that's going to be, the I think, the biggest challenge for Desi is, is getting them into that, um, you know, that, that that mindset of of being the most physical team on the on the side because yeah they were they were left wanting in a couple of occasions. Yeah, Sats, what are your thoughts on the rumor? Well, let's say it's not a rumor on the NRL a commission buying the Super League. Well, so I'm reading two things in the heels. I don't know whether it's the UK Super League or whether they're going to start their own Super League in in the US in America. Which has been trying—that's been trying to happen for the last 20 years. A former Dragons player by the name of David um, David New, who uh, was a Dragons first grade player, he's American Samoan. He's been in America trying to start a Super League for. I remember talking to him back in 2007, mm. the first year of the Titans, and we were thinking about if he was going to go ahead. We were thinking about having a team in the US Super League um, as part of our development platform, and um, he's been working really. I don't know whether he's given up on the dream, but. Yeah, this has been around for a while. It's actually not a bad approach from the from the NRL if they were going to start a Super League in America. Um, to buy the Super League in the UK, I I don't think that's I don't think that would be a wise investment. I think it would be a wise investment if a few clubs bought their own clubs over there, like Manchester City do with uh, one of the Melbourne uh, Melbourne City side in the A League. Yeah. I like that sort of arrangement where an, an actual club like a Broncos, whatever it may be, would have a UK Super League side to add as part of their, yeah, you know, their development pa- platform. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I see there's a, a couple that, a uh, couple of influential prospective buyers out there, including one uh, morning show host on Channel Nine. He said, "I'm, <laughs> I'm happy to oh, throw my yeah. money." Oh, holy! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> still paying well right. in TV then, Paddy. <laughs> talk about TV sats. What what happened on the couches of Maths last night? Oh, how good was it? <laughs> oh, I'm, 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 I can't believe this. I refuse yeah. to listen to this so, from you two blokes. There's a so lot of tears. Patty, what you need to know is that one Ian Healy, the greatest gloveman Australian cricket's ever seen, and Scotty Sattler, on a Sunday night, we text each other whilst watching <laughs> the couch session on math. And we even said to each other, this will drive Patty insane tomorrow. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> math. I mean, I, I, as soon as I see it on the socials and that, I just go... I, Turn it off. Like, oh, hey, God. What do you watch on Sunday night? Hey, what do you watch last night? Hey, Paddy, I've got to say, um, on Friday we went to a great lunch and uh, Jack Beasley. Yeah, came I heard about Jack this. was a young man that was, yeah, and the King, Wally Lewis and Heels absolutely killed him on stage. <laughs> are outstanding. Yeah. What about your yeah. story about Wally leaving at half time? <laughs> yeah, leaving at half time when we played the Canberra Raiders, he just he walked. Paddy walked out the back of the grandstand instead of coming down the dressing sheds and giving us a Churchillian speech. He got in a cab and went to the airport and caught a plane <laughs> home early. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I want to talk about the weekend coming up, but uh, Braden, who's one of our great listeners from Perth, Morning Boys, I agree with Sats. They were manhandled. Uh, it was a little annoying to watch. Let's hope it's just one of them games. And we go better in round one. He's a big Titans fan, is Braden. So he's got a little yep. bit of cause concern. Hey, uh, put the crystal ball uh, into action. Manly Souths, Bronx Roosters, Vegas. 
How good is it? The Bronx mm. Roosters game is going to be great. This Roosters team really looks like a premiership threat if they can keep everyone on the field. I've got to say, it's a pretty impressive team on, on paper. Okay. Um, I, I'm really excited about this. I love that there was a massive speed and footy in Times Square in New York throughout the week. Like I, I just love it that rugby league is getting just a small, just a fraction bit of um, of of uh, of the the US public. I, I love it so. I uh, wish I was over there. Can't wait for it. And I think, you know, uh, I think the Broncos from that first trial, they looked really good. I think um, I think they'll beat the Roosters. The Roosters will take a bit to warm up. And the other game, well, yeah, it's going to be interesting what we get from Manly because we just don't know what we're going to get from Manly yet. They, they seem to have so much promise, um, but it all just all hems on Tommy Trebojevic and, and fingers crossed he stays on the field. But, um yeah, I'm going to be interesting in what it's going to be interesting to see how Manly how Manly play uh, this season with with Tommy in the side. All right, mate, great to chat. Host of Sports Day, Scotty Sattler, really appreciate it, mate. Uh, yeah, it's as we said, the the, the trial matches, the, the 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 kids, and we like you. We love looking at them, but it's all over. It all starts this weekend mm-hmm. in Vegas, and uh, it's exciting times. Thanks, Sats. No worries, boys. See you later. Scotty Sattler joining us here, our rugby league expert. It's eight eighteen here on Breakfast with Pat and Hills. Take a short break. We're back. It's breakfast with Patton Hills on this Monday morning, brought to you by Burbank Homes. They are the builders you can trust. You can bank on Burbank Homes and Hyundai. The all-new Hyundai Kona and line is available right now. Let's go straight into supercars, Hills. Does it get much better for uh, a young man who, who took a gamble? He left Erebus and he went across to Red Bull and he's made just the perfect start. A win in a second. He leads the series after round one. Uh, Will Brown, a pleasure to have you on the show, and congratulations on on a, a dream weekend. Yeah, thanks for that, and thanks for having me. It was uh, it was an awesome weekend, probably you know better than we could have expected, but uh, yeah, an awesome start to the year. So, how much did you wrestle with that decision to leave a team that was flying at the time? To and I, and I know Red Bull are the are the standard, aren't they? And, and, and move into a seat uh, vacated by one of the greats of the sport. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a hard decision. You know, you're running really well last year. I think I was second or, or maybe even first in the championship last year uh, when when Red Bull approached me and uh, and we were able to do a deal. So it was, it was a hard decision to make. But uh, I guess, you know, Red Bull have been uh, able to be first or second in the championship for the last 20 years. And I thought, you know, I want to... I want to put myself in the position that I can win multiple championships, hopefully throughout my career. And I thought that this is the place to be. Yeah. And your media work after the race was unbelievable. Will, congratulations on that as well. You did explain the new standards in that garage, the Red Bull garage. How's it feel? Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. It's uh, It's been really cool to work with everyone in Red Bull. They're just so professional and they, yeah, they just have so much knowledge and experience in that team. So I actually feel like I'm the rookie in the team, um, trying to trying to just get to to know how they work and get used to it all and that. But um, no, it, it's been awesome working with them. They're giving me the tools I need to succeed, and uh, I'm really enjoying it. Hey, you looked and you said you were just exhausted. You were totally spent after yesterday's race. Yeah, yeah, I had my mate Chaz Mostert pushing me so hard. <laughs> we were doing qualifying laps for about for about forty of the forty laps. So. Um, yeah, it was a hard race. It was taxing. It was 31 degrees um, out, you know, at the track, which means it's about, you know, 55 to 60 in the car. Jeez. So, um, you know, it was hot in the car. Um, I'm a bit of a sweater. So, yeah, I was struggling by the end. And Chaz gave it to you at that big press conference at the end. <laughs> he talked about your red face. Like, what about yeah, that hat yeah, he yeah. was wearing? 
<laughs> yeah, no, that's pretty normal with Chaz. We have a bit of good banter going. <laughs> you didn't let him up on the champagne either, did you? You, you wanted every <laughs> bit of champagne to be hitting him. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I was definitely targeting him on the uh, on the <laughs> podium there, but uh, no, nah, it was a bit of fun, that's for sure. Hey, so much talk about the off season and the aero, aero testing over in America, etc. I see in the in the top ten after round one were a six four split Camaros to Mustangs. Um, what's your opinion on it, or is it too early to to judge on just how it will be this year? Well, I definitely think you can judge it off this track because it's it's high speed and it's aero, so so it shows. And I think it proved this weekend that they've done a fantastic job going over and doing the wind tunnel testing. Um, I think every driver will say that the 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 aero parity was was really good on the weekend, and I thought that I think they've got it perfect. So. Hopefully that's the case. You know, you want it to be fair for everyone. And I think this year we've kicked off pretty pretty well. Mm. Well, on yesterday's coverage, you said you made a blue on Saturday. What what was it? Yeah, we've got a pit lane limiter that limits you at 40 kilometres an hour and you deactivate it at the end to, to get going. I missed the deactivation um, and I tried hitting it again and sort of mucked it up. And, and, and that small mistake cost me 1.4 seconds, which doesn't sound like a lot, but in our game it is. And, and that allowed my uh, teammate Brock Feeney to, uh, to overcut me. But, um, <laughs> you know, that's, that's racing. And then another thing you said is you've spent most of your career looking to take Brock out, but now he's <laughs> <is> your partner. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean I, I tried to take him out. I just, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. I, what I meant is you, you, you're racing last year so hard in the championship, trying to beat, you know, Triple Eight and Brock and Shane, and, and now you join them. So it, 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 it is a weird feeling at the start, but, um, you know, it, it's one of those things. But he's been awesome to uh, to work with. Um, yeah, re- really good fun. Hey, I know you're a, a proud Toowoomba boy. We're, we're proud of you. And you love your flying, don't you? I mean, do you still fly to races, fly yourself to races? Yeah, I'm just about to uh, to jump in in about an hour and fly back home. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely fly a lot. Um, I enjoy it. It's just sort of, to be honest, a hobby of mine, and I'm quite lucky. It allows me to get to my races very easily and, and get home easily. So, um, yeah, do a lot of flying. Um, and living in, how much time in a year, in this next, say, 10 months of your season, do you spend in Toowoomba? Yeah, it's actually, you know, last year I did 24 events for the year, so it was a lot of time away. This year is probably looking a bit less. Um, I may do 15, 16, so I'm actually at home probably over half the year right now and, um, you know, still still work with my parents down at the car yard and that, so, yeah, I'm there a lot. Yeah, and hang out with schoolmates. Are they all in Toowoomba and you still mix it with them? Yeah, a lot of the time we just we, we catch up when we can. A lot of them have, have moved away, but... Yep. Um, you know, their families are from Toowoomba, so we, we all come back for New Year's or something like that and, and catch up. Unreal, mate. Uh, good stuff. Hey, obviously, you've got to ask a question. Are you, what, are you giving us any more information on your former teammate, Brody Kostecki? Do you think he'll arrive in Melbourne? Or what was the talk around pit lane over the weekend? Yeah, uh, to be honest, it's a bit of a hard one. It's, it's an unknown right now What what's going to happen there. Um you know, I think everyone would love Brody on the grid. He's a, he's a great bloke. I had an awesome three years with him and a, and a really good friend of mine. And he's a hard-ass racer that, that <laughs> we all want on the grid. Um, it'd be awesome to, to be racing him. So hopefully it'd be awesome to see him back on the grid. But, um, yeah, I, I'm not sure what's going to happen there. Oh, they'd be so excited about that. Him joining Chaz and you and Brock, That it's the widest open <laughs> Comp in ages, they're saying. So it's so exciting. You're not suspicious, uh, su- suspicious, superstitious at all. 
I, I shiver no, at no, your no. car number. <laughs> well, you don't like it? No, it must be just a cricket thing, is it? 87. I'm not sure, to be honest. Yeah, well, I, it... I probably... Well, yeah, maybe it is. Yeah. Well, see, it's, it's a jinx number in cricket, apparently, because it's 13 short of a century. Oh, right. I'm, I'm really pleased <laughs> no. it's nothing in racing. That's good, mate. <laughs> no, that's good. I wouldn't have chosen if it was. No. <laughs> hey, just quickly, the comparison hard tyres over the weekend, soft tyres at Bathurst last year. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I think the hard tyres were actually pretty good. I think we could race a little bit closer and follow, and there wasn't as many marbles on the track, which makes it really hard as the tyres you know, on a soft tyre go away, they leave they leave bits of rubber on the track everywhere. And if you run offline, you can crash very easy. Where we didn't have that as much this year. Um, so, so that was interesting. But it also wasn't a 1,000-kilometre race. Obviously, that yeah. comes later in the year. But, um, yeah, I, I thought that it was pretty good, the hard tyre. Yeah, and how does the sprint series, the Melbourne um, meeting in a couple of weeks, suit your cars? <laughs> Yeah, I think well, I think these guys uh, won one or two of the races last year, or Triple Eight did. Um, so obviously, you know, we will be strong there um, for sure. So it, it's an interesting one, you know, not being with the team last year, going to each track. You got to look at what their positions were and how they sort of fared up at that track. But um, yeah, obviously they they were competitive at pretty much every track last year. Hey, you've been ge- very generous with your time. I just wanted to ask one more. How is it working under the likes of uh, Jay Wincup, who's a, you know, obviously an absolute <laughs> legend of the sport? Yeah, I've had a great time. It's been awesome. Um, I had a lot of fun, and it's pretty cool. Like, you know, he's, he's, he's running the team and leading the team, but um, he can also give you a lot of knowledge on the driving side of it. So, um, yeah, I've just been listening to what he has to say and trying to take in as much as I can and um, learn as much as I can. Good stuff. All right, your exuberance is coming through the phone, mate. We're wrapped for you. Toowoomba boy, you're flying. It's a great start. You couldn't have had a better start. You're leading the championship. And uh, I, I, let's hope we talk to you a lot more right the way through this supercar season. <laughs> Thanks, sir. Thanks, Will. Will Brown joining us there, Red Bull Empire Racing. Yeah, he's Triple Eight. They had a wonderful weekend. Uh, his teammate winning on Saturday, uh, Will winning on Sunday. Just holding off Chaz Moster. And you know how happy he sounds. Mm. He sounds about half as happy as Brock. Brock Feeney. Yeah, Brock's excited. I was so happy down there yesterday. <laughs> it's uh, coming up to 8.41. We would love you to join us. 13 13 55 is that Suncorp Home Resilience Open Line. Or you can text us 0467 736 736. Reckon you know more about footy than your mates? Well, put your talent to good use by playing SEN's NRL Tipping in 2024. It's your chance to share in over 12K in cash and prizes, including the ultimate NRL grand final experience, and that's powered by Ream. You can even start your own private league, play against your friends. Sign up at uh, nrltipping.com.au and get tipping today. Benny Davis joining us shortly. Just before that, Benny, uh, you've got one about Spencer Johnson there, Hills. Uh, yeah, from both. I tell you what, surely he's got to come into contention for this T20 World Cup. Oh, he's in the squad for sure. Um, Heels, after watching Spencer Johnson bowl well again yesterday and the big bash earlier, can Queensland give him a full contract with the Bulls? Anyway, we'd love that. We've tried. We've tried. He's declined uh, and he's uh, staying in Adelaide. I think it makes a lot of sense for him to play up here, but he's really a family person and uh, that's what's sort of kept him in South Australia for uh, Red Bull cricket and White Ball 
Marsh Cups. Okay, well, we'd love to have him up here full time. Danny Davis joining us. You've got Cos, you've got Corey Parker with you for the first hour. Of the oh, show. that's right. An hour of power with Corey Parker. Mm-hmm. He was part of Fox's call team yesterday, calling the, the Cowboys and, and Raiders. But uh, so many headlines out of the preseason pain on the peninsula, uh, Titanic mm. mission, uh, the Broncos hit the jack. What does it all mean? Mm. Preseason, do you take much into it? Especially this year when you, you've got the baby Broncos playing the. Who was it, Avoca Beach or something? Is that no. North Sydney? Uh, I don't know who it was, but it wasn't Manly. And, and it really wasn't, wasldn't it? the Bron- They wasn't even baby sea eagles. They probably were. Yeah. But, I mean, where are they pulling them from? I mean, the Broncos were pulled from, what, Wynnum and South Logan and, yeah. and part of Burley. So, I mean, it's, yeah. Uh, but, so we'll be just dissecting that. Uh, Vegas. Mm. Is it worth it? I think it is. Well, they haven't. Have they said how much it's cost? Off field, I think it is. Yeah. I reckon Corey may have a different opinion on field. Yeah. What's it mean for the players? What's it What's it going to do on the backside, the flip side? Coming yeah. home, being over there. From a player's point of view, Corey Parker will mm. hear it all from him over the next three yeah, hours. I've been saying that about the Matildas. How, how rugged is that schedule? Yeah, Tashkent oh, on Saturday night and then uh, back From to... England. England, wherever they trained, Tashkent probably. Yeah. Then Tashkent play, then Melbourne, then back to England. Mm. It's been tough. Mm. And how cold was it in Tashkent? Really? Yeah, look, apparently. <laughs> oh, freezing. Puffers, big hey, puffer jackets. What have we, we got? We've got two and a half minutes. Right, so you're putting Spencer Johnson heels in the, into the World Cup squad. Matt Short in there as well? Yep. Okay. No Steve Smith? No Steve Smith. All right. Who else falls out? Uh, he dropped well, well we've got to fall someone in. else out. Yeah, well, I'm trying to think. You've got Spencer Johnson, Matt Short. So who, which other bowlers miss out? Well, I'm not I'm not sure. No other bowlers out. But our top three and mm. Adam Zampa, uh, that's... No one so dropping Spencer, out. Spencer I'm Johnson's being, the fourth. He's in the squad. Yeah. I'm, I'm putting him in the World Cup squad. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know how big all, you're allowed. What, what about all round? I think it's 15. He right. drops He drops Steve Smith at about 10 past six this morning. Yeah, yeah. No, that, exactly. <laughs> but uh, our all-rounders, we don't worry Stoinis? about all-rounders. Uh, well, if we have to drop one, I'm, I'm probably not playing Stoinis. I'm, we've got Maxwell. We've got Mitch Marsh. Um, we've got Matt Short. Yep. So, so, yeah, probably Marcus would make way. Just taking over, Patty. Sorry. <laughs> oh, is he just a bit of Spencer Johnson's in the squad. It's like, oh, all right, where else do we yeah. go? Yeah, that's that's good. Who's and, spelled yesterday? Well, and then Aaron oh, was, yeah. And then is Aaron Hardy going to be uh, fit? You know, so he might come in as more of a batting all-rounder. But so, yeah, maybe there's still time that Spencer won't make it mm. if, if uh, Aaron Hardy's back. Top five today as well for uh, my program after nine. Um, when was your team dudded? The top five howlers of all time? Because we only saw two in that World Club Challenge, didn't we? Right. Yeah. Penrith and, <laughs> and Wigan. I think, Penrith, I think Penrith have taken it very well. Oh, I would have been blowing up the last. <laughs> but on the back of that top five, and in any sport, I think Matt Hayden, the last two years of his entire career were done in by howlers, weren't they, before the DRS came in, that was front he? pad? Oh, mm. the front pad kept getting blown off. Rightly, wrongly, I think, for oh. many of them. Yeah. No, cool. The music tells you we're closing in very quickly on Vanessa with the 9 o'clock news and the weather. There's chaos on the roads this morning. Hopefully you aren't still stuck in it in that crash on the M1 heading northbound. We'll be back. Well, actually, it'll be Hills and Corey Parker back tomorrow morning from 6. Bye. Thanks, everyone.